0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Spirits and Ghost Stories. We're your host, Carly Byrd.
1: And I'm Thomas Aarons.
0: Thomas, what episode are we on tonight?
1: We are on week 15. We are one week away from four months, guys. I know every every week I feel like, <laughs> because my wife tells me, I'm shocked we made it this far. But I truly am amazed that we made it this far. And I know I'm going to have to. I'm sorry if this sounds this weird. I know I'm not supposed to say I'm sorry because I say it too much.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I do. I do all the editing, the filming, the audio, the cinematography, the marketing. She does all the emails <laughs> and I do the research for the episodes. Um, I, I have a big.
0: You have a large role to play yeah. in this whole thing, and you have definitely taken the bull by the horns, and y- you have killed it. You've nailed it, babe, and I'm super-duper proud of you, Thank and you. you deserve all the credit no, for I, keeping this thing it, it, up and running.
1: It's not the credit. It's just how overwhelmed you get because, granted, my wife does a remarkable job. She, she responds to all of our emails. She talks to all of our fans. She painted the mural. She works so much for her day job and like, but the problem is, I guess, is like, I am getting to the point where it's like, I, you know, I'm up till 2 a.m. making sure everything's correct for the next, for the next week.
0: He's also a perfectionist.
1: I'm a perfectionist, but I also like have a job too. Mm -hmm. And so the fact is when we get people that respond and be like, hey, listen, you're trying and we like that. And that honestly, like we had one person email us. I was like, listen, it's not perfect, but we know you put a lot of work into it. Yeah. And that, and hit that means me a lot harder than the people that said it's awesome. It the person lot. that just basically said, like, we know it's not perfect, but we can tell you f- you're putting work into it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're right. We're not one of these podcasts that makes 000, 000 a million dollars a month we and make... pays seven thousand people to do everything. We, don't anything. we are blue collar, we are broke white people <laughs> that just try to eke out on a check and we're doing this because it's fun.
0: Yep. And
1: yep. thank you guys so much. For allowing us to make it to to this week, yep. week fifteen. Thank you for the
0: feedback. Thank you for the support. Absolutely. Um, we would love to start creating a Patreon for everyone. So please send us some information on uh,
1: Patreon. Let's talk about that real quick. So, yep. Yep. Patreon. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but we do have a YouTube channel. Shocking. Um, and my an Instagram. And lovely, sexy, beautiful wife right here.
0: Okay, calm down.
1: I'm trying. I'm trying. It's it's the alcohol. But my wife right here. She. And our day job is a what?
0: Sign language interpreter.
1: What that means is there are people out there that cannot hear. No shit. Yeah. And they're called, they're deaf. And they lack a lot of content. So our podcast, the whole reason this exists, honestly, is because we were trying to make content on YouTube specifically for...
0: The deaf and hard of hearing individuals across the United States.
1: Yeah. And we failed because it's expensive. And you'd be like, why? Well, because my beautiful wife works close to 50 hours a week supporting us. It's
0: 10 times harder than just... And she doesn't have time
1: afterwards always to do more work. So we have to pay people to interpret our episodes. And then we have to pay people to do the captions because we're running out of time. Right. So we've been paying out of pocket to make content for this minority disabled group.
0: And we are very, very behind.
1: So... It was told to us by a beautiful email that we should ask for a Patreon. However, I'm not going to make a Patreon without support. I won't because I want to make sure this is genuine. Mm-hmm. So I want 10 people to email the show saying they would support the deaf and hard of hearing community.
0: And also, please give us some name ideas yep. for the Patreon.
1: For the Patreon. Come on.
0: What but do you want to be What do you want a known as?
1: If you want to support the deaf and hard of hearing community, let us know that you want to do a Patreon. And then we will actually put to work creating a Patreon. We don't know the specifics. We don't know the money. It will be cheaper than five dollars. Okay. It'd be like five or below. It's not gonna be super expensive. You will have benefits. We just wanna know that there's support for it. Right, Carly?
0: We wanna know that there's interest. Yeah. And if, if there's no interest, then we're just gonna wait off until we, you know, increase our fan base. But if we've got interest now and and a decent fan, you know, fan base, then Heck, let's go. Like, if we got 50 people that watch our show on a weekly basis, which our data says that we do, then why not just mm. jump in? Let's do it. Let's make some merch. I'm an artist. I can get some merch out there for everybody.
1: Yeah. And, and again, like, what we're going to create some ideas on what the Patreon will be. Let, again, Absolutely. But
0: let us know if y'all are interested.
1: Do people want a Patreon? Please reach out to us. Spirits Spiritsandghoststories at gmail.com. Right, Carly? Absolutely. We got two more announcements and we'll get into the episode. Number one, I know she hates us. This is important. We have a website. Ladies and gentlemen, after not 10, not 12, not 13, not 14, but 15 weeks, we have a website. We did it. We have a domain. We have everything. You can find us now. If you punch into the almighty God that is Google, spirits and ghost stories, .com There is a website for us. And I'm sorry it took me forever to figure it out because I'm really stupid and probably on the spectrum and dyslexic.
0: You have a website.
1: But we we have a website for the web, we have a website we have a website for the website. <laughs> but we have a We're website. We're not that good. We have a website for this I'm sorry that's really cool. We have a website now so you can check us out there. We have the ability so you check out all of our videos from YouTube. Mhm. Check out the podcast. And also, we are eventually, we're getting there. Easy there. It took me a long time to get this far. We're going to do a blog post. So, sponsors of the show.
0: We're
1: oh, going to put their information there for the sponsors of the show. Also, our little comments and little feedbacks like that. And also, our links to Facebook and Instagram. Oh, because what? my lovely wife, what? who runs our Instagram account, has done I an amazing do. job with it. Yay. We're getting it there. But the point is, we do have a domain. We own Spears and Ghost Stories. It's ours. And we have a .com. Deb. last thing carly what are we drinking tonight
0: well tom when we went out of town for our halloween endeavors we went bar hopping in dayton ohio i know dayton ohio gross right actually we had a great time how did that go phenomenal. what'd you think about that um i had a great time and Basically, at every bar, I just told myself I was going to get a Moscow Mule because the first Moscow Mule I got was delicious. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I just get a Moscow Mule at every single one? So now, basically, wait, I've it's my turn. Now, basically, I'm just on this Moscow Mule kick. And I decided tonight we're going to drink a ginger beer and a, um, a rum. Oh, come on. Come, on. Thomas. Thomas. Help me. Oh, um. You took the bottle. Jack, I just keep looking to, to read the bottle.
1: Captain off. Morgan apple slice.
0: The Captain Morgan apple slice fav- flavored rum. And I put a mini bottle and a half in a glass, along with half a can of the Gosling's ginger beer, and then a couple ice cubes. And it is banging! It
1: is really, really it's good. It is on point! It's
0: feel like that's going to be my weekly drink now i just love the way the ginger flavor is just like mm, so spicy
1: mm-hmm. it, it's really really good um you did an amazing job with this and, and honestly you touched on something that i apologize for and i know i get better at not saying i'm sorry because apparently my wife tells me i say i'm sorry way too much Says sorry
0: all the time on camera we went
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love you so much um <laughs> We did for our Halloween experience. We went to Dayton Ohio.
0: And no this is our shit.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I was there too. And the fact is, this is our podcast, so we can fucking talk about it. So I don't fucking care. So we went to Dayton Ohio because we got to visit people that you guys don't know, <laughs> but they're called Seth Garland and Kayla Garland. You don't know them, but now you can scrape them on Facebook and Instagram. They're called so, Kayla hi.
0: and Seth. In case you don't want to say that. FYI.
1: We have people in Dubai, England, and Australia that now know you, Seth and Kayla, so hopefully they creep on you. Please creep on them and like I don't know, ask them for a friend request because that'd be funny for me. Anyway, the point is-
0: They have a lot of tattoos.
1: That is random. Okay. But anyway, continue with, how was Ohio?
0: Ohio was banging. We had a great time with our friends- and we are very, very close to them, and it was just really nice getting to stay. We they literally let us stay in their house and just chill. I like and how you say like
1: in their house, like because most people. Like, a fucking, lot of like, people when the they
0: go to visit friends, Thomas, they actually stay at hotels and stuff. Like they don't actually stay at people's houses because yeah. it's kind of awkward. No, we're that close with our friends that they. We let are us so stay. close
1: so that I stay in the house, in and the not house, in the yard. It was amazing.
0: Three three plus days, three Tom. plus days with three a dog. plus days with a dog. With a dog, the dog is insane. Yeah. And they had two cats and a dog, and all of them coexisted phenomenally. Um, and we had a fantastic time with our friends. Really we went hiking so
1: the strip at um down in downtown Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, which is one of the bigger cities in Ohio. They actually shut down the strip the bar strip. They sh- I know. they shut down the whole the strip, so you could actually do a Halloween pup crawl, which mm-hmm. was amazing. So we had this year, yeah if I'm not mistaken. Because I was there, <laughs> we had. We had.
0: Well,
1: t- you tell everybody.
0: I don't know what you're about to tell them that we had our
1: costume like thing. We had a thing going on. We so we were all we did a couple's costume extravaganza. We were going to post. So pictures.
0: we uh, dressed up as. Um, we were going to do pictures.
1: So, <laughs> wow. Um. I apologize. The drink tonight is very good. Um, We actually did a couple's costume thing. We did The Nightmare Before Christmas. And Seth Garland went (laughs) as Oogie Boogie, which was basically an inflatable trash bag.
0: (laughs) He was massive. Kayla
1: went as a hot chick version of... Jack. The Pumpkin Gang. Yes. Miss Bird, Carly here, went as... Sally, Sally. Sweet Sally. And then I went as the white trash bag that is the dog <laughs> Zero, Rudolph. All these pictures are going to be on our Facebook and our Instagram, of course. They're
0: already on the Instagram.
1: They're all on our Facebook and Instagram, of course. But the point is, like, it, it was fun after COVID to just hang out with random people and just be, which is freaking
0: amazing. And just fantastic. celebrate our favorite holiday together with other people who get into it. Just yes, as much as we do yes that's what like, it basically boiled down the
1: reason to. we like halloween so much is the fact that like no matter like who you are it's so easy to start a conversation with a stranger mm-hmm. because you all share that ability to like y- you have the ability to do small talk so much easier at halloween than any other holiday yeah because christmas you're like oh i like what you don't like i like your child like whatever it doesn't work that way but at halloween you'd be like hey you dressed up as wonder woman your costume looks amazing. Mm-hmm. You, that is not sexual. That is not creepy. You're just, you're giving somebody you're a compliment for the work. admiring. S- admiring the work they did. The
0: artwork. Because yes. Because let's be honest, it's artwork. You have to be kind of artistically minded.
1: I fed a random chick a burrito. I know you did. Because out of kindness.
0: I know. he He fed her a whole burrito. She walked up and she said, damn, I'm hungry. And he said, I bought three burritos and just. He just fed it to her.
1: Actually, they're tacos, but a burrito would be like insane. I'm not shoving a a burrito (laughs) down somebody's throat like like you're loading a musket. Carly, what is the story that you're reading tonight?
0: Time now for the tale of Three-Faced Thelma. Great Aunt Myrtle had built up an extensive doll collection when she was alive, but none had been as precious to her as Three-Faced Thelma. Thelma was an antique porcelain doll that, as her full name implies, had three faces all carefully carved into her slightly oversized head.
1: How do you carve three faces into a doll?
0: It's a porcelain doll. So... I'm a
1: dude. What is porcelain?
0: Porcelain is like clay. So carved means so, so, molded.
1: Face here. Face here, face here? Yeah. Okay, got it. cool. Sorry.
0: So it says like face here, here, and then here.
1: So if you're Jeffrey, one, two, and three?
0: No, no, no. It's like one here. Hold Jeff. Okay. It's like one here. Okay. Okay. One here, all right? Mm-hmm. And then one here, like triangle. Got it. Okay? So that the hair and the bonnet can cover. Got it. Got and it, got then got it. it'll turn... As it feels.
1: That is unsettling. Who the fuck decided that was a doll that we should have?
0: I'm not too sure yet. So, Thelma was an antique porcelain doll that, as her full name implies, had three faces, all carefully carved into her slightly oversized head. One wore a happy expression, smiley, and wide eyed. The second was an exaggerated sad face. crinkled and tight as about to cry. The third was Great Aunt Myrtle, which... (laughs) The third...
1: The third mm -hmm. was?
0: The third was what Great Aunt Myrtle called her cranky face, a severe scowl with furled brow and pouting lips. Her head could be turned so that the face of choice pointed outwards, while the other two were hidden away beneath the brown wig and a bonnet. When Myrtle, always a bit eccentric, first found Thelma at a church flea market, she'd been drawn to the doll because of its uniqueness. There weren't many like it that she knew of, and she thought that it would make an excellent conversation piece. The previous owner parted with Thelma cheaply, and according to Myrtle, seemed happy to let her go. Hmm. I doubted that person was half as happy as Thelma was with the arrangement. She often left Thelma front and center on living room mantle without her head covered when she knew that she'd be having guests. When she was feeling particularly mischievous, she'd tell us that Thelma sometimes moved on her own or turned her own head to better suit her mood. I didn't believe her, but it certainly didn't help me find the doll any less disconcerting. There there was just something a bit unsettling about seeing all the faces exposed at once. I have to keep her away from the others... Myrtle said with a nudge when I asked why she insisted on keeping this particular doll where we all had to see it. Hmm. She doesn't like to share the spotlight. Thelma's the jealous type.
1: So she, she's saying that, that the doll is jealous.
0: Yes. Thelma is the doll. Myrtle is the aunt.
1: How old do you think Myrtle is? Uh, 60s, 70s. 55. That's what I think. 55. She's, like, a,
0: she's a great aunt. Do you know what a great aunt is? Old? Because your regular aunt is like...
1: Most of the... 60. F- yeah.
0: So your great aunt would be your your dad's aunt.
1: Okay. So the point is, she's old. Mm-hmm. But she's sassy.
0: Yes. She's feisty. Continue. As she got older, though, her mind started to slip. Myrtle's fondness for three-faced Thelma went from amusement to maternal. She started to treat the doll- What does
1: maternal mean?
0: She started to treat the doll as if it were her real baby. (gasps) Thank you. And carried it around, cradled in her arms. She wrapped it in blankets and sang to it and spoke to it like it was her child. She even claimed that it would respond to her. In the early stages of her decline, I tried to tell Myrtle that I couldn't hear the doll, but she just smiled and nodded and tweaked my chin. Of course not, sweetie. She doesn't want you yet. She doesn't want you yet.
1: Wait, wait, wait. What? What do you mean, want you yet?
0: My mom. Myrtle's primary caregiver, since her actual daughter lived halfway around the world, was glad that Myrtle was able to find some comfort in the midst of her confusion. I was too, but it did make visiting with her a little awkward. Seeing my once sharp and witty great aunt cooing over a doll swaddled in her lap never got any easier. She's missed her daughter terribly since she So she away.
1: really thinks it's her kid. mm mm-hmm that's not not healthy okay. well
0: she probably had a all-time version she's missed her daughter terribly since she moved away mom reasoned if this helps her cope and feel like she's got dorothy back then i'm glad for her my great aunt became almost obsessed with Thelma. she never went anywhere without her rarely let others hold her and was very protective I would sometimes catch her having one-sided conversations with the doll, saying something and then holding it up to her ear like she was listening to a response. Please
1: I think that's dementia. Like, I, I, we all have that family relative. that would be like, "Ah, oh, grandma. Oh, grandpa. You insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry.
0: Usually... Elma's head would be turned so that her happy face was exposed. But there were a few times that the sad or cranky one would be on display. On well, those days, Myrtle would become very agitated.
1: What face would you have always exposed?
0: Oh, definitely like the agitated one. Always annoyed at some point. I, I, you know, sometimes
1: this show makes us more together and closer.
2: can see
0: Shortly before Myrtle passed away, I stopped in one afternoon after finishing up my college classes for the day and found her sitting at her kitchen table, clutching Thelma and crying while her home care nurse tried to comfort her. "'What's wrong?' I asked the nurse, and she shrugged with a small wave of her hand towards Thelma. "'Aunt Myrtle,' I crouched in front of her and put my hand over hers. "'What's the matter? Is something wrong with Thelma?' won't stop,' she said tearfully. Words were becoming more difficult for her. "'What won't stop?' Myrtle looked up briefly at me with watery, bloodshot eyes, then back down to Thelma. "'Crying!' I followed her gaze down to the doll and immediately saw the problem. Somehow, her head had been turned, and instead of the happy expression she usually wore, the crying face was showing. "'Oh, no.' Seeing it must have been triggered." triggering myrtle into thinking her baby was upset can i hold her for a minute i asked she hesitated for a moment then handed Mm -hmm. thelma gently over while myrtle rock watched anxiously from her seat i paced slowly back and forth across the length of the kitchen rocking thelma then when i had my back to my great aunt i quickly turned the doll's head So that her happy face was exposed And rearranged her wig and hat So they were fitted properly I think she's okay now, Aunt Myrtle I said as I turned back around And returned Thelma to her arms Myrtle relaxed immediately And smiled down at the doll She swayed in her seat Calmly and seemingly oblivious To her previous upset From only a moment before That is so sweet
1: oh it's like oh like she fucking cares about it that's kind of sweet
0: the nurse mouthed, creepy the nurse mouthed thank you to me and gave myrtle an affectionate pat on her thin shoulder
1: you know for the audience i love how the nurse is like thank you because you know like what that means like she's been a pain in the butt all day right. i literally am gonna cry when i get home because you showed up to do this thing
0: <sighs> yeah appreciate you yeah. The last image I have of my great aunt is of her hunched over Thelma, stroking the doll's rosy cheeks with her fingertips and humming to it. Mom got the call that she died in her sleep 2 days later.
1: Holy shit.
0: Myrtle hadn't wanted a funeral. She simply wanted to be cremated and have her ashes scattered in the wind. What the when fuck Mom ever? called Myrtle's daughter to tell her the sad news, she was devastated but said she couldn't make it back home. She would say goodbye to her mother in her own way. Myrtle would understand. Since mom was the representative of Myrtle's estate, it was up to her to decide what happened with all the stuff left behind. As I suspected would happen, I was recruited to help. What am I going to do with a 100 baby dolls on my own, Caroline? Come on, help your old mama out. We decided we would stay the weekend at Myrtle's house and begin sorting through the belongings, earmarking things that we thought her daughter would want, what would go to charity, and what was destined for the dumpster. It was a bittersweet moment standing at her front door the following Friday evening, knowing that my great aunt wouldn't be waiting for me on the other side. At the same time, I was reminded of how she used to swoop in whenever I visited and wrap me up in great big hugs. <laughs> joyfully shouting my name like it had been ages ages since she'd last seen me. You okay? Mom asked from behind me. I nodded, not trusting myself to speak just yet, and finally pushed the door open. The inside, although exactly the same as the last time I'd seen it, felt muted somehow, emptier, quieter than I'd ever known it. Mom gave my arm a squeeze and moved past me to go put her bag in one of the guest rooms upstairs. After another moment of standing in the foyer, wishing Myrtle would come bustling out of the kitchen to greet me, I followed. We ate a dinner of pizza over old photo albums that Mom had found in the living room, reminiscing and taking turns crying and laughing in equal measure. I miss her, Mom said with a heavy sigh. Me too, I said. We agreed, though, that Myrtle would be annoyed with us blubbering away while she was trying to enjoy her reunion with great-uncle Howard in the afterlife. And we set aside the albums and our own tears to clean up supper and get ready for bed.
1: Yeah, that's what you gotta do.
0: Mom went upstairs first to grab a shower while I rinsed the plates and put the leftovers in the fridge, which was still stocked with some of Myrtle- Myrtle's medicine and food. Seeing it there was another sharp jab in my chest, a reminder of just how fresh our loss was. In my, in my chest, I had this reminder, and, it cl- and I closed the doors quickly. After composing myself, I shut off the light and headed up the steps. I had just made it to the second floor landing when a strange sound stopped me. It was muffled and quiet. Hmm. But after a moment of standing there in the dark listening, I realized that I was crying. While the shower was running behind the closed bathroom door, the sobs seemed to be coming from my great aunt's bedroom just across the hall, and my heart sank a bit. Wait, what? My mom must have started the shower and then couldn't help but detour into my Aunt Myrtle's bedroom while she waited for the water to warm up. Wanting to offer what support I could, I tiptoed to the dark bedroom and felt along the wall to the light switch. When the lights flipped on, they revealed an empty room. Empty. What? Except for Myrtle's dolls.
1: <gasps> no fucking way. The doll's fucking real?
0: They sat in neat rows on shelves across the top of her dresser and around her vanity, dolls of all sizes and materials, some dressed up, some naked, all named, and all loved by my great aunt. Oh, shit. Only one, though, had the place of honor upon Myrtle's bed. Three-faced Thelma was nestled up against Myrtle's pillow. Her head turned so that the pinched, unhappy expression peered out from beneath the brim of her bonnet. Holy shit. I exhaled, I exhaled slowly and leaned against the doorframe, my arms crossing over my chest. Mom has, must have been crying in the bathroom, and I had just misheard where the sound was coming from.
1: No, 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 my, you didn't, no, you didn't.
0: My eyes wandered over the dolls perched overhead, little Cindy and Wendy and Georgette and all the others, until they fell upon Thelma again. I wondered who had made it so that that expression showed. Probably her home health nurse or maybe even mom. I considered switching it back to the happy face, The one that Myrtle preferred. But this one seemed more fitting for the time being. Yeah, I said aloud to Thelma. I feel the same way. Myrtle had told me once, when she could still speak coherently, that Thelma liked me. Apparently, she was a picky little thing and didn't care for many others, but I was different.
1: That's some reflecting right there. She
0: wants to go to you after, Myrtle had said. After? I asked. After I'm gone. She's a good baby. You'll take care of her, won't you? The look she gave me was so pleading that of course I agreed. She smiled at me and cuddled Thelma so close to her chest and whispered, See, I told you. Selma lay still in her arms, but Myrtle giggled. That's right, baby. Caroline is going to be your mommy. Uh... Looking at the doll with its ugly, overly sculpted features, I hoped that wherever she was now, Myrtle would understand if I didn't stick to that promise. <laughs> I switched off the lights again and turned to go to my own room.
1: No, 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 no.
0: It wasn't until I was changing into my pajamas a few moments later that it occurred to me that the crying had stopped when I turned on the light. Just a coincidence, I told myself. No, it's a fucking coincidence. I climbed into bed. After mom finished her shower, she went to her room across from mine and settled in for the night. Wouldn't
1: you have asked your mom, hey, you sobbing?
0: Not if she's already in the bathroom.
1: You would have asked your mom eventually at night, like, by the way, I heard you crying your eyes out.
0: Yeah, I would have talked to her later.
1: Thank you. Maybe she
0: does. Silence filled the house, and I rolled over, hugging my second pillow to my chest. It had been an emotionally exhausting week, and coming back to Myrtle's had been harder than I expected it. So it didn't take long for me to start to doze just as I was on the brink of sleep. Caught in that hazy web where nothing seems quite real, I thought there might have been a sound at my door, a long and slow series of barely there scratches coming from out in the hall. Before I had the chance to dwell on what it might be though, my weariness won out and I drifted off. The next day was harder than the previous one had been. It was one thing to talk about getting rid of Myrtle's things, and another completely to actually do it.
1: No, don't it felt do that. a bit
0: too much like throwing my great aunt away. I can't just—I can just see her huffing at you for getting so sentimental over stuff. Mom teased me, but I could see her eyes getting misty. We filled up the first garage bag. Eventually, we decided to split up. help things go a bit quicker we figured it would be harder to get caught up in the memories if we couldn't keep stopping to talk to each other mom took the downstairs while i grabbed a second bag and headed to the second floor myrtle's room had the most stuff to get through so i headed there first to try and make the biggest impact i stopped dead in my tracks just inside the doorway the bag half raised to shake it open All of Myrtle's dolls were still where I'd seen them the night before. Wait, what? Except now. All of their heads had been removed and scattered across the floor. What? The only doll that had gotten away unscathed was Thelma. She was sitting on the middle of the bed now. Her body turned towards the doorway, and she was smiling. Mom! I thundered back down the steps, my task forgotten, and ran to find her in the living room. Mom! She popped up from where she'd been kneeling amongst a pile of half-sorted things, a concerned frown on her face. We have to get out of here, I shouted. It took me a few minutes to calm myself through the enough to explain what I'd seen in Myrtle's room, and by the end, Mom's look had gone from concerned to confused. All of them, she asked? Yes, all the dolls were missing their heads. Well, except for Thelma, I paused, trying to figure out how to word what I wanted to say. I think... I think...
1: <sighs> no, like, this doesn't make any... Like, Okay, so... Thelma fucking like decapitated all the dolls. She's the one like Highlander.
0: She's alive. That's what it sounds like. I think there's something else going in this house. I think there's someone else in this house messing with us. Thelma's the jealous type. Myrtle's voice drifted up in the back of my mind but I dismissed it quickly. It was an impossible notion brought on by fear. I knew even what I'd said aloud sounded crazy enough, so I was relieved when Mom sucked in a sharp breath through her teeth and said, What the hell? I mean, if you didn't do it and I didn't do it, then, well... I shrugged, unsure of how to even finish such a ridiculous and creepy thought. You're sure what you saw? Mom asked, studying my face. I nodded shakily, and that was enough for her. I had to give my mom credit. Anyone else would have thought I was trying to play a prank on them or doubted me, but Mom knew me too well. She grabbed me by the hand in one of hers and reached for the fire poker sitting in its stand beside the hearth. Mm. If you're trying to scare me, I'm going to use this on you, she said, trying to sound light but falling short. We crept back up the stairs, Mom in front of the poker clutched tight in her hand, and me following close. Behind her. I think we both felt a bit silly reacting like this, but the thought of there being a third person in the house was a terrifying one. Yeah. The, the closer we got to Myrtle's room, the more my stomach churned with an icy apprehension. Mom held out an arm to stop me, just short of the room, and poked her head around the door flame. The door frame. <laughs> <laughs> she took one look inside those headless dolls before turning to me and saying, get your things. We're leaving. Wait, what? We ran back down the hall towards our rooms and she skid into hers to grab her duffel bag while I turned into mine. Three-faced Elma was sitting on the foot of my bed. What
1: the fuck?
0: Her arms outstretched and reaching towards me. Her bright blue eyes opened wide while her smile seemed to glitter in the overhead light I instinctively screeched and backhanded the doll away from me she tumbled head over heels losing her bonnet and wig as she went and I landed on her and she landed on her back against my pillows Caroline Mom was on my doorway, with poker raised before Thelma had even had a chance to come to a stop. We were both staring at Thelma when her head started to turn. Very slowly, the happy expression she'd been wearing slipped away and was replaced by the frowning, angry one. The poker clattered against the floor as Mom dropped it took me by the wrist and hauled me back down the stairs, leaving Thelma and all of our things behind. As we stamped down the steps towards the front door, the sound of a child's furious crying followed us out. And that was the tale of three-faced Thelma.
1: I feel... I thought I'd be like more like perturbed by like Velma, but I feel sad for her. Really, there's a sadness there, yeah, because it's like it's the woman. It's a it's a it's a it's a human being's last wish to something, and you don't know how much of her essence is still there or not. And to I me, see it as like
0: a creepy doll.
1: No, I, I'm not saying that the doll's not creepy. But the fact is, like, how much of, of that person's soul is in that doll? You have Jojo, and let's say her dog, Jojo, and you told people, like, by the way, listen, Jojo, these people are gonna take care of you. <laughs> and they locked you in a house. And it's so weird because like like part of me is like this doll is not pure evil. It's also like this weird, how much of the person's soul is also in that doll? Because a lot of love from that person Apparently, got infused in that doll to create that soul that is Velma.
0: Very true. They Uh. did talk about how the doll's face was so intricately carved, meaning like somebody put a lot of time and effort in an artistic and
1: it cried when no one loved it. it. Yeah. And the reason it tore up the doll says it had to be the one that went. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's so. It's creepy, but it's also sad.
0: It
2: it's,
1: is kind of sad. It's like I'm not saying it's, it's 100% like this is not like a Chucky doll that murdered 50 people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was like one that like the grandmother said these people are going to take care of you. And it was ready for that. It was the one. It mm-hmm. was the doll. And it was rejected.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And honestly, going to get deep on you guys. But first, I'm going to enjoy our lovely beverage of the night. Oh my gosh. It's like a lot of old people, they get shunned away into nursing homes or whatever, just to never be seen again. The idea of being shunned and not loved anymore. And I really feel like with this, it's like you know, it's an elderly individual who puts their love into an inanimate object, like like Stuart here. And I think Stuart's mine. I'm like Carly, love Stuart, like I love Stuart. And then you're like nine, die, Stuart. Stuart's sad, and the doll is sad. Like Stewart. I okay, know, that is interesting. But that's my thoughts on it. That's a creepy story. It, it's creepy, but it's just like it's also like weird. It's like not like um, it's not like Amityville or like oh, um, Jeff the Killer. or Like oh, this thing's in re- like irredeemable. It's like more like oh, there's like two sides to it. It's like it's scary, but it's also like oh, it's like she wants to be loved. It's like ah, uh,
0: does like, it though?
1: But there's no one that's died in that sense. Like no one was murdered.
0: You know, the first time I read the story, I thought that maybe great aunt Myrtle was senile or acting senile because she was being haunted by Thelma. So think of it from that perspective. What if great aunt Myrtle was sharp till the end But Thelma was possessing her to the point of making her seem senile.
1: There is an unhealthy relationship with Thelma. There is. But, well, all I meant was like it was not 100% like evil, good evil. It's like there's empathy there, which is interesting to me because I didn't expect that going into it. Like when you started talking about, okay, this thing's going to fucking start killing people. It didn't. It was like it was sad. The person that died said, you're going to this person. Mm Mm-hmm. And that person rejected it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just like it, it, I'm conflicted mm-hmm. about how I'm supposed to feel. But that's a really good story. Creepy, a really you. good story. Thank you. But yep. Thank you guys so much. Like, um, yeah, we have no announcements. We already did them all. So mm-hmm. if you like us all? Please, you know, like <laughs> subscribe. What?
0: If you like me, subscribe.
1: <laughs> Listen. If you like us please keep liking us and subscribe to all of our, our social media things besides that contact us at spirits at gmail.com check out our website at spirits at gmail.com no sorry at dot com and we'll see you next time we are your hosts
0: Carly bird
1: and i'm thomas aarons Bye-bye. bye bye bye